I believe that black people need to get to know each other mm. and they need to review their common culture and history. I think we need to know the contributions that we've made to American society, to the politics here, to our sense of creativity. We don't know that. And so often when we uh, open our interaction with other groups, we're sometimes timid yeah. about telling our full story. And we need to be able to do that. This is Dr. Josie Johnson, a community leader and civil rights activist in Minnesota. And she's talking about the need for Black people here to connect to one another. When Black Minnesotans speak about their experiences, the desire for connection comes up often. The need to have others understand and share your perspective is a powerful draw. But too often, the feeling Black people in Minnesota are most connected to is feeling disconnected. I'm Brant Williams. And I'm Jonathan Rabb. And this is Untangled Roots. Being Black in Minnesota can look very different from being Black in areas with a larger Black population. While we do have access to churches, service organizations, and professional groups, we sometimes engage in those groups knowing that we won't have a sense of connection to the people who share our culture. It's a compromise we're forced to make. James Burroughs is the Chief Equity and Inclusion Officer for Children's Minnesota. He spoke to NPR News in 2019. There used to be a time when I got here in the early 90s where um, blue-collar Black folks um, and folks who are middle-income and those who had a higher level got together. We got connected. We got to know each other. And I got a chance to meet a lot of people who are from here and meet Josie and others. We don't do that as much anymore. No. That has to be made mm -hmm. intentional because I know a lot of 20-somethings, 30-somethings, they say, James, where are the, the Black people I can talk to? There's a saying here that goes like this. Minnesotans will give you directions to anywhere but their house. There's a deeply held practice of keeping our social groups small and family-oriented. These tight-knit groups create meaningful relationships. But what if you aren't a part of one? What if you didn't grow up here? Black Minnesotans that relocate from other areas have a lot of difficulty breaking into friend groups and finding their place. Joetta Cook is a social worker who was born and raised in Minneapolis. We asked her what advice she'd give to Black people relocating to Minnesota. I would tell them that if they're looking for a lot of social interaction with uh, like people that look like them, it's going to be hard to find. And they're going to have to be intentional about finding those spaces because they aren't just open to everyone. I feel like a lot of our communities are a little bit closed off. We're not even closed off. We just don't advertise like a lot of these events, um, like the black market a lot. But... If you're intentional about finding these spaces, okay. But it's not like Dallas or Houston or Atlanta where all the Black people are just everywhere. You don't even have to think twice. Um, and I would say, like, jobs. Because Minnesota is trying to diversify itself and be, you know, the liberals that we think we want to be, um, that when, it's, when it comes to hiring opportunities for BIPOC folks, like, there are a lot of 
hiring opportunities. Again, you have to be intentional about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, come out here with the purpose, because if you're just coming out here for a vibe, it's not, you're not going to find that. Black people here have to contend daily with the isolation that comes from being one of a few Black people at work to sometimes being the only one. This isolation doesn't just create loneliness. It makes it more difficult to find the services that make you feel at home. So how do we create meaningful connections as part of a community when we can't always find them? Dr. Johnson explains what happens when you lose that opportunity to connect. I remember before, uh, in the mid-70s, my husband and I created uh, what we call Black people coming together, not for politics, but to talk together who had been placed in the suburban areas to say, where are the doctors? Where are the beauty shops? Where are the barber shops? Where do I go? Just so that there could be that coming together. See, that's deep in our fabric, working together. But what happens in a system like ours is you do get separated. When there aren't enough paths to connect to your community, frustration sets in. We spoke with Sheldon Grady, a Chicago native living in the Twin Cities. He described Minnesota as boring compared to his hometown, even though he enjoys living in Minnesota. I say that because being I'm born and raised in Chicago, so there's always something to do. And as I have grown and matured in different things that I've gotten into, it's just a lack of ability to do anything. For instance, I'm into cigars now. And I've traveled, I've been to Texas, I've been to Chicago and different places across the country, Virginia. And the few cigar lounges here close at 8 o'clock. And with the new Clean Air Act, they're not allowing the new cigar lounges to be open. So it's very limited. So other than boring, limited. There are Black people in Minnesota working to create meaningful connections on a larger scale. And this work has been going on in cycles for decades. We met Deshandra Shepard at a community event she created called The Black Market Minneapolis. So The Black Market is a monthly market that is for Black business owners in the Twin Cities. It is a welcoming space that's open to all communities. And our space is a fun space to come and eat, shop, vibe with other people, learn about community, connect with others, and just have a good time. Deshandra not only saw an opportunity to bring Black people together, she also wanted to support Black and Brown small business owners. We saw a need to increase the visibility of Black and brown businesses in our community, we know that there is a wealth gap that exists and the dollars don't circulate in our community long enough. So we wanted to create a space where everybody could participate in the economic development of the Black community. Formal organizations like Black fraternities and sororities that make up the Divine Nine have active alumni chapters in Minnesota. Service organizations like the NAACP are active here, too. And there are even social organizations like Jack and Jill, a social membership group for Black families. Sometimes these organizations, while active, limit who has access to their groups, creating less opportunities for Black Minnesotans to get connected. Sometimes the work of bringing people together is less formal and more social. James Burroughs shared a story from his college years. In the 90s, my boys and I started these card and game parties. Mm. And we started them because I couldn't find black people. So literally the first <laughs> one was about 20 people. 
by the time we stopped doing them 10 years later, there were like 250 people. We had music. We had food. Everybody had to bring something. If you didn't bring something, you couldn't get in, like a bottle <laughs> or a food or a dish. And it was that social gathering just to talk about, you know, yeah, who's doing yeah, what yeah, and that kind of thing. And I stopped doing them with the, the, the thought whether young people would take over. They didn't. Uh, and I have nothing against them, but that kind of thing will get us all in the same room and just socializing. Right. So there won't be that one person that you know in this area. Yeah. You would know tons of Black lawyers, scientists, engineers. Right. Another reason Black people need connection is to have a safe space to express and advocate for themselves. Lakeisha Jones has lived in Minnesota since her early childhood, and she says Minnesota is missing a sense of togetherness. Togetherness, to being able to say, um, to be able to be one, to be able to speak and say and let other people know that we are important, to be able to have a voice. And I feel that doesn't happen a lot at all whatsoever. And it's not just the Twin Cities, just even in the corporate world as far as what I'm dealing with. So that's challenging. Um, however, I decided I am going to be a voice, not just for myself, but for my kids and other people in the Twin Cities. A part of creating meaningful connections is understanding our shared past. Modeling what the community could look like for young people in the Twin Cities could make a big difference. We spoke with St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter about why this is important for young people in the city. You hear people talk about getting out of the neighborhood, right? I want to, you know, and the goal is to get out of the neighborhood. And if our best and brightest, if our communities of color uh, are net exporters of human resource, uh, if the people who are growing up in the Rondo community uh, who go become a doctor, then move out of the community, move somewhere else, then our young people perpetually will look around them and not see any doctors from their neighborhood, not see any lawyers from their neighborhood, uh, and uh, have a difficult time uh, envisioning themselves becoming that because they might buy into a very, very, very false notion that nobody else from this block has ever gone on to do X, Y, or Z. It's why it's so important that our young people know um, what Penumbra Theater is. It's why it's so important that our young people know that, like, you know, the, the, what, what we know as the Minneapolis sound, you know, if we're being more honest, probably started in St. Paul. It's, it's, it's why it's so important that young people know uh, that I'm just a kid that was raised on Western and went to, you know, grew up at the King Center and Halle Q. Brown and Central High School. Uh, it's why it's so important, I think, that we connect our young people to that. Being unified by something negative isn't a goal that Black Minnesotans aspire to. Feeling disconnected from community is not a thing most people want to have in common. It adds weight to an experience that is already filled with challenges. But even as Black people in Minnesota try to find ways to reconcile this feeling, we remain hopeful. We continue to reach out and we actively make the effort to build connections that will move ourselves and our community forward. Thank you so much for listening. Untangled Roots is a production of NPR News and part of our North Star Journey Project. Untangled Roots would not have been possible without the work of many people, including executive producer Sarah Glover, producers Twyla Dang and Brant Williams, hosts Brant Williams and Jonathan Rabb, sound design and mixing Alex Simpson, researcher Ann Harrington, with original music by Greg Grease. 
You can learn more about Untangled Roots, the North Star Journey Project, and find additional resources by going to the NPR News website at nprnews.org. Untangled Roots was made possible in part by the Minnesota Legacy Amendments Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.